Welcome in to another Two Boys, One Pod podcast, and we are 1-0. We have an exciting show today. We're going to recap that Purdue game, that crazy roller coaster of a game. Uh, we'll go unit by unit, um, describing what we saw, what we think. We'll get into a little bit of the storylines this week and the, how that ties into the Ohio game. And then um, we'll just kind of go over our overall thoughts on the season now based on what we saw at Purdue. Um, whether it changes our outlook for better or worse. Let's welcome in my co-host, Martin Vito. Hi, Max. <laughs> Max, you were at the game this week. It was a good time. That was your first time at a Purdue game, right? That's right. I went to a game at Mackey for basketball um, right before the pandemic started, and that was the coolest basketball atmosphere I've ever been in, college or pro. Um, honestly, I was pretty impressed with the the game day um, environment for Purdue. It, it was a lot of fun. We were tailgating in a golf course, so a lot of grass, um, some trees mixed in there. And the um, Purdue undergrads showed up to to play. They were a good time. Um, the people we were around, lots of uh, lots of beer games, lots of farm boys, um, definitely corn fed. It was it was really fun. I think I think that. Corn fed. I think it's um corn and soybeans, baby. I think it's a little underrated uh, how popping that atmosphere was, and it's honestly not the most friendly environment to play in in a week one matchup as an away team, especially Purdue coming off their best season in twenty years and a Thursday night game. The place looked like pretty loud. Yeah, it was it was loud. It's not Beaver Stadium loud, but um, full stadium. They did it. Uh, the sound was good. They, they pumped a lot of a uh, lot of good tunes into the stadium, similar to Penn State. In fact, I would even say they picked some better songs. We need to roll out some of our oldies. But uh, every time they every time they scored, they would like cut the lights and it would do that the strobe effect, which was really awesome. And they uh, played um, Purdue Pete um, honked the horn or the bell. What what what, what does the train have? The engine. Um. <laughs> I don't know, steam engine, locomotive. Steam uh, engine, yeah. The whistle. Blew the whistle. The whistle, that's right. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was quite a roller coaster of a game for a week one. Um, felt good to watch college football again. Seven lead changes. Uh, Max, this was the first time I took Tums since last football season, my uh, heartburn was going. It doesn't help I was eating buffalo chicken dip watching the game and drinking a few cores Light cold as the Rockies. But um, On tap? Yeah. Uh, no, not on tap. We, that's a whole other story. Our kegerator, uh, the, the carbon dioxide uh, tank <laughs> had a leak and just could not stop pumping stuff up. But anyway, that's... Kegerator, depreciating asset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have to go refill it up. That, that's a tomorrow task. Anyway, yeah, I had to take Tom's. Didn't feel great. Seven uh, lead changes, but one hell of a game. And I think it's better to go win that game the way we did um, in, in adversity than, than obviously start week one with a loss. But um, I really do think that that might be one of our uh, more challenging opponents opponents and atmospheres this year obviously we go to the white house uh not the white house the big house yeah. um but i think i think it's joe would be under- like oh i wasn't expecting you guys <laughs> um 
But no, I think I think it's going to be underrated that that's probably one of the best passing attacks we'll face all year. And people, I think, are going to go, oh, it's just Purdue. Uh, I think that's a better Big Ten team than most of the uh, over half the Big Ten teams will face this year. Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed with Aiden O'Connell, the way they threw the ball, um, quick, uh, quick passing game. Um, it looked like an NFL. Honestly, it looked like the NFL, like good NFL quarterbacks last year, carrying up the Eagles' um, zone coverage. Um, and the the thing about that is that we often were playing an aggressive man coverage, and he was still able to find those pockets um, and um, openings with our really good secondary. After the game, I was telling the Purdue fans, I'm like, wow, I mean, he's an, that guy's an NFL quarterback. You know, maybe he's not a first round pick, but like for sure that guy can be a, at least a backup quarterback in the NFL managing offense. And they're like, we thought he had a bad game. And, and you look at the stats. Yeah. He was like 30 for 58 or 59, whatever. But we have like maybe a first round draft pick at corner and Joey Porter jr. And two to three other probably NFL um, defense and secondary players um, in our secondary. And you know, he was still able to, you know, make yeah. us look pretty bad at times. They, I would say Purdue outplayed us most of the game. We had bigger plays as a whole than them, I think, uh, or just more of them. Um, and we, I think our defense finally changed up the scheme somewhere in that fourth quarter to, I think we were just getting more pressure on them. And they probably, we just had more depth and were had more energy than them too to get to the quarterback at the end of the game. But yeah. I didn't really see a lot of pressure early on and I think that with him giving eating O'Connell some time I think he really was able to kind of pick us apart most of the game yeah that was something I was definitely disappointed in at least initially was the um the lack of defensive front pressure he was getting the ball out quickly um so it was a little bit of a schematic thing but it still seemed like he was e- he's easily able to find his spots to the first two to three quarters um I say that with the, um, you know, knowing that we did drop two or th- three picks right early in the game. Didn't, didn't Joey Porter Jr. drop like yeah. a pick or two? Um, you know, so we, we, we are saying, you know, it does look like we were outplayed a little bit. Um, but we also had, we left a few plays on the field too, especially I think um, defensively there, uh, not coming away with a few turnovers that, that could have completely flipped the game. So you want to, roll unit by unit and kind of talk about what we saw and then yeah. um, just recap the game um, once again. So let's just start with the quarterback, Martin. Um, what do you think of Sean? Uh, boy. Sean, <laughs> Sean Clifford, I called it immediately. It's starting to get circulated now later in the week. Uh, this was his diarrhea game, poop game. Sean Clifford had a couple of tw- injury tweaks, giggles after he says that, um, that he had to work out. But overall, besides one bad pick, Sean played great I think like he had an awful pick and he he just missed him and he, like if he hit the receiver there that's actually a huge play too obviously that's a he did it and it was a almost cost us the game but he did win Rose Bowl player of the week on uh, his uh, poop game and he, so you, he have, you have lighter on his feet after that you, as you well. have you have Jordan game seven you have Kurt Schilling bloody sock and you have Sean Clifford poopy pants. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to say I think Sean Clifford in that last drive had um, what I would like to call some moxie. 
uh, Matt McGloin style? Matt McGloin Moxie. Was Matt McGloin one of the players you met at Rally in the Valley? Back I do. I have a very, I did. I have a very blurry picture with Matt McGloin. Matt McGloin. And then I think we talked about this in last year's podcast. Also, you had a really cool picture with Maldi and Zordich, right? Yeah. That's, that's the, badass. The studs. You, should get, you should get that frame, braces and all. But yeah, um, blur, just blur everything. Like it's so yeah. blurry. <laughs> That's the plume. Yeah. So you sound pretty positive about his performance. Um, four touchdowns, throwing one rushing, and then um, obviously the uh, yep. the bad pick. Um, You'll see. I'm fans. kind of. In, I thought like it was in like an like an average Cliff game, like probably not as good as some of his top games last season. I'm thinking like Auburn and Indiana probably where he's more efficient um, hitting his, hitting his, uh, you know, his players in stride a little bit better, but he was also some playing big drops. first game of the season playing in a tough environment. Didn't have, you know, Jahan Dotson as a safety valve. Um, so that definitely things to improve upon. He got really happy feet in the pocket at times and threw off his back foot, got lucky on a couple of them. And there was definitely plays he left on the field. So um, hoping for improvement. Um, but I just, same, you know, same time, four touchdowns, big 10 player of the week offensively. Um, they're, they're certain, he certainly could have played a lot worse. And every, the, you'll hear Penn State fans like say, like commenting on how he, whatever, off, like his big 10 player of the week, like, performance they gave him you'll see people commenting left and right like what game are you watching he had one bad pick like right. i don't know i don't know and it was a bad throw but like right. outside of that like you said there was also some huge drops by our wide receivers yeah that... i think we uh, f- five drops overall from the tight end and wide receiver group um so that's um a good portion of the a good percentage of the incompletions he had um he didn't you know one thing that we need to see, I think, for him to be a more effective quarterback is his running game. Um, we saw a lot of it at the beginning of the last season. I'm not sure if he got dinged up on that one sack in the first half or he just was cramping and had the shits, but he was not really using his legs that much throughout the game, and we'll need that aspect for our offense to become, you know, as effective as it – or reach the potential it can. Yeah, every, every time he got hit, a little shark came out probably. Yeah. So um, while we're <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> not, not t- ten minutes into the pod, <laughs> first chart reference. <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> so um, while we're on the uh, the topic of quarterbacks, let's just roll over to the most probably the most exciting aspect of the game. A little taste, a little preview of what we have in the years to come with our five star quarterback Drew Alar, um, coming in uh, first. Penn State offensive drive of the second half uh, extends the drive with a first down um, big, a beautiful throw dropped by Tyler Warren. And then on third down, he um, gets a little bit excited. Doesn't take the, uh, the, the first down with his legs instead kind of uh, throws behind a receiver on the cross, but um, two for four passing um, looked comfortable navigating the pocket Look composed if for one, sure. Look composed for the situation. Could snap the ball. We couldn't even get that done with uh, Taquan Riverson in Iowa last year. Um, so a lot to be excited about. Just the the composure he had and some of the throws he made. 
Um, again, it's one drive. Uh, you don't want to take too much from it. A lot of Penn State fans are taking way too much from this one drive. Exciting there's, nonetheless. There's a reason Sean Clifford's starting, and that's understood, I think. And I don't think – I can't. I don't really – can't stand listening to people banter on about how he, Aller should be in. <laughs> I am. We're pro Sean Clifford. <laughs> not everyone, Mark. Not everyone that listens to this podcast. By the way, great numbers this past week um, on the, the the podcast listens and audience. Um, I think it must be the Apple Podcast introduction. We're really versatile. <laughs> the launch on Apple Podcast, but um, not everyone that listens here is pro Sean Clifford. Just so you know, we're pro Sean Clifford podcast though. So, the, you know, in his uh, one of the. Um, post-practice um, interview sessions this week he, he what I, he pretty much said what I just said like Drew Aller came in and, and he came in and proved that he could throw the ball and he said to Quan like and then he went into what happened last year at Iowa and he was like last year we couldn't even you know with the Taekwon you know you know he kept saying you know and I'm like <laughs> oh he realized halfway through that he's talking about his former teammate. He just had an ACL injury, season ACL injury. He does, I was like, Sean, you, you cannot say that. You can't put down a former teammate like that. But, um, uh, you know. Yeah, let's move yeah. into the uh, wide receiver units now. Yeah, good old Sean. I'm, I'm looking, just to, to recap, um, Aller, um, hoping to see in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll get into more of that in the Ohio preview. Wide receiving units, um, I'll start here. Really impressed with Mitchell Tinsley. He's bigger than Jahan Dotson. He runs good routes. Um, certainly not as dynamic as the Jahan, but um, was shorthanded when the ball was there. Um, Cliff missed him a bunch of times. Uh, he was our leading receiver. And um, I liked his run after catch ability on that that uh, that play in the fourth quarter, that nice stiff arm. Um, I'd like to see um, some uh, additional plays like that through the next few weeks. One player that had an up and down game was Keandre Lambert Smith two drops credited to him, but I think he had four catches. One of them going for that touchdown in which he caught the ball spun out of a tackle and accelerated upfield. Um, that play has me excited if he can put it all together. Cause that was some yak, you know, yards after catch run after catch ability that um, ha- we haven't seen in a little bit. Um, so Martin, what were, what were your all- overall thoughts? On, on our wide receivers? Yeah. Are you lumping tight ends into this or just wide receivers? Um, Let's uh, just, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Well, I'll just go into <laughs> it. I'll just go into it. I thought, um, obviously, we had some drops early. And I, I do think it's, like, you said, this is not what you want to play week one. You want to go play the Ohio at home game. Uh, we can see that both on the defensive side of the football to get our schemes right. But also, I think some of those catches just take a little settling down to they, they went right through the hands. A lot of them, some of, some of them are really not excusable. I think uh, besides hopefully just week one, week one jitters, but uh, Parker Washington, I thought was a little disappointing with those uh, drops, but like you pretty much got everything else. Right. And um, Keandre Lambert Smith is fast with the uh, football in his hands. And Bretton strange was a beast on that uh, one play down the sideline to end the half. Yeah. Um, I agree on Brandon Strange a little slower than I realized. I guess he might have been like tired after fighting off that one tackle, but he um he plotted he got to the end zone. <laughs> he plotted big big boy he plotted a little bit more to the end zone than I was expecting. Um, Tyler Warren had a that beautiful that that drop 
um, and then had that nice catch in the fourth quarter, uh, maybe another catch or two for him. Theo Johnson was expected to be incorporated in the game plan. Um, James Franklin said we are, they're going to do a lot of 12 personnel, so that's two tight ends, and then 13 personnel, that's a three tight end set. Um, that was in, very much incorporated in our game plan, and Theo Johnson was a late scratch. So hopefully we get to see him soon. Um, I guess you don't necessarily need to bring him back for Auburn, but hopefully, excuse me, Ohio, but hopefully by Auburn, Theo Johnson is back. Um, nice point on Parker Washington. He had a very quiet game. Cliff wasn't seeing him. He may have been bracketed a, a bunch by the Purdue defense. Um, I think he was getting doubled. So um, that might have played a role in why and, they, they focused on KLS and Tinsley more. And on, on top of that, um, Purdue's coverage was pretty darn good. They they had us we did, we were not open a lot of the game. Yeah, like we had to run. We had to mix some things up um, yeah. as well. And I could talk about our overall play calling as well. Um, we can talk about that later. But I do think we need to mix up our run run pass a little bit more um, than this first game. And maybe we're not trying to show everything early yeah. in the season, but um, maybe throw the ball and first down every once in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good to. I I don't like being predictable. So any any off uh, any offensive game plan that's not predictable is what I um, I root for. So to me, that's a fifty fifty split on first down running and passes. And in that same boat, Parker Washington was those end of rounds. I think are some of my favorite play calls uh, that we have when we bring Parker Washington around and do the handoff. Um, yeah, we only got like four or five yards, but that's, we got a first down on at least one of those as well as using him on the bubble screen that which we used so much as a as our offensive run attack last year that um those were some pretty nice things to see as well. To get the I ball agree. In. So as we work our way through the offense here, um I, I think we can kind of go through uh, just a quick note on the offensive line before we just go into the run game. Um in terms of pass protection, Cliff had a pretty clean pocket for most of the game. Um Caden Wallace uh, Caden Wallace was starting to let up some pressure on the right side quite a bit. Um, but overall, Cliff um, had a lot of space there, kind of rewatching some of our, our passing plays. He needs to do a little bit better, um, kind of seeing, uh, navigating the pocket, knowing when it's real pressure and when it's not real pressure, you know, knowing when, you know, he can step up or when he actually needs to take off. Um he gets a little bit happy feet and chucks the ball. But I think some plays he had a little bit more time than he realized. But overall, I was happy with the pass protection, kind of like what we saw last year. Honestly, the offense looked very, very similar in, in, in some ways to what we saw at the beginning of last season. So let's let's go right into the run game. Um, very different, uh, in my opinion, pretty disappointing stats um, from the running game. We had Leading rusher was, I'm pulling it up here, Katron Allen, eight carries for 31 yards. That's only a 3.9 average. Nicholas Singleton had 10 rushes, 31 yards. KV Lee, nine rushes, yards. Um, I think one of the positives was the lack of negative runs. Um, we saw a lot of those last year, but um, I think only a few in, in the game last Thursday. Um, but not seeing any explosiveness yet um, in the running game. Uh, KV has the longest run at 12 and then Singleton and Allen both had a run of nine yards. So I would, I would say um, that we, we should really be keeping Singleton and Allen in a little bit more. You said while you were there, you could see it in person. 
that they hit the hole faster. They see it. They they looked better than Lee. I think Lee had a big play in the, at the end of the game. He had some big, huge uh, key first downs for us at the end of the game. But I think overall, Allen and Singleton just look like they they can find the hole like quicker. And um, we still going off what you just said on our offensive line uh, need a bet a little bit more of a push on in that side of things. But I really like what I saw out of both Singleton and Allen, um, yeah, even though me, it wasn't I felt, great. I was I was really hoping for a big Singleton run. Uh, we didn't get it. In, in fact, I think we were close. I really yeah. do think we were close. Like one one missed tackle. Yeah, he he kept everything inside. I want to see him bounce one outside and use some of that breakaway speed there they were referencing camp honestly i thought katron allen was our our best runner um i don't think i'm alone in that sentiment even though penn state gave kv on lee the offensive game ball but um katron allen just seemed to be a little bit more not fall forward but um able to navigate the the small running lanes he was given a little bit better than the other running backs um, and, and getting more of what was there than Singleton and Lee. Um, so um, for his first game as a true freshman, remember Allen and Singleton, both like 18 years old, I was pretty um, pretty impressed with them and ex- very excited to see them progress through the next month or two. Um, the offensive line was not getting a big push. Again, is this by design, like how we how our running scheme is made up? Or are these guys just not big and physical enough to get downhill, get to the second level, get get to the linebackers? There's just a lack of push in the running game that you want to see. We're so used to watching like the Eagles offensive line that is like beautiful to watch. And, you know, Kelsey getting off a block and going to the linebacker. And like there's there's none of that with these guys. They're getting blown up left and right, missing assignments. Um, back back yeah. one one thing on single thing, I Go ahead. Yeah, he, he has that little when he gets that football, he he actually waits. He has that little bit of patience to try to read, and then he makes that cut, which was just I don't know. I think you I get to see the most talent out of him in terms of that regard of how quick can he accelerate after yeah. taking a second to read, a little more patience to hit the hole. Right, I, it's it's yeah, it's athletic talent. Um, yeah, he's probably not more well rounded than the other two backs yet, but you can see the 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 um. The traits are there, you know, the explosion, the mm-hmm. acceleration. I agree. I, I really think he's going to break one against Ohio, and yeah. it's going to be sweet. <laughs> I, hope, I honestly it would be awesome if we just incorporate them all. My other uh, part on the running back is um, we only ever did – we did running back by committee, which we expected, but we never really changed the running back on a drive. Um, I know we tried to do a little bit of a hurry up, and that really worked in the, the fourth quarter, um, our hurry, hurry up down the stretch there but don't you think it would be more beneficial to just rotate them if after they run the football i know you want to catch a hot hand but um yeah yes and no um if there's an explosive play i i think so or if it was uh, the running back was running like a long wheel route but um there wasn't a whole lot of that i do i do think we utilize them pretty well in the the passing game um nine-yard pass Devin Ford and then and then Lee had two catches um I I like that a lot um that's four four running back catches keep doing that and on top of that I think uh Catron Allen specifically had some but they all did pass blocked pretty well yeah they all picked up blitzes very well which is very underrated yeah no uh, Sean 
you know, that's that's one of the knocks on Sean this game. I, like, overall, thought he had a pretty clean pocket and wasn't always able to find the the right guy or make the right throw, um, even though some of the, you know, overall stats look pretty good. So, um, 35 points, pretty good for the offense. Um, one of them was, like, a kind of a miracle play at the end of the half. But um, I would say the offense generally came – in line with expectations um, for the first game. Uh, maybe I wish just was hoping to see a little bit more from the running game, a little bit more um, explosive plays from the running game. Yeah. You want to give my, my grade. I think it's exactly as expected. They played. Um, and honestly, we, we got, we moved the ball more, more than um, I think when we, when we were down, when push came to shove in the end of the game, we were moving the football, which I really honestly yeah. at a certain point gave up on and really didn't think that was going to happen, but we, we got it done. So I need, I need to go back and look at the, the, the two or three drives prior to that last touchdown, because there was a couple shots after Cliff threw the pick and they were pitiful possessions, um, really bad possessions. And that can't happen. Um, you you got to be, the percentage there on, on moving the ball needs to be better than, than what it was at the end of the fourth quarter until that last drive, of course. But let's, um, let's roll over to the defense really quickly. It was um interesting game. Again, Aiden O'Connell kind of got his way, especially early defense came on really strong in the fourth quarter. Um, 31 points. One of them was a cliff touchdown inter- interception pick six. So really 24 points for the defense. Which again, which against that passing offense, I'm actually not too mad about. So let's start off with the defensive line, and Martin, I'll pass it to you. Um, you kind of already said it, but we did not really get too much pressure up and um, in O'Connell's face overall from that that front seven. There's there's that or that front four even. But I, I do think overall we kind of were stuffing the line at running uh, the, the running backs a bit. Um, I could see my guy PJ eating up two two blocks at once, and them they were not really able to move the ball on the ground less so than us even. So um, that's probably the the positive takeaway. And obviously, I think we changed up the schemes. Uh, Manny Diaz changed it up in that fourth quarter and set more uh, pressure, including more people to. Uh, like our linebackers, cornerback safeties on blitzes to help other people pick up those uh, tackles. Like what's his name? Isaiah. Um, is it, no. Adiz Isaac. Yeah. He had a, a big tackle, I think, towards the end uh, of the game. I'm not know. sure what you're referencing. No, um, you, you were in the stands though. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah. I, I think one of the, yeah, the, the, uh, the depth kind of shown through at the end uh, for the, the pass rush, um, Chop Robinson was able to get that sack, that sack at the very end, or whatever that incomplete, like that, you know, hurl of a little throw at the end by uh, Ian O'Connell. Um, but yeah, overall, I was hoping to see a little bit more juice from the passing. Um, the, sorry, the um, the the rush, uh, the pass rush is very tough to assess this pass rush versus that team and how they're schemed. So I think as we go through September, we'll learn more about them. Adiza Isaac, I thought, had a really quiet game. Really, P.J. Mustafer as well. Um, those two coming off major injuries really didn't do a whole lot. So good game for them to get their feet wet. Um, hopefully they improve over the next, again, 
couple of weeks and we get a little bit more um, push in the interior and um, more sacks, uh, more negative plays than what than what happened on on last Thursday. Um, linebackers, I don't think there's a whole lot to go over. Kind of came in line with my expectations. Um, Tyler Elsden got a lot of snaps. So did um, uh, what's his name, um, Kobe King, in the uh, middle linebacker position, the Mike position. Um, both of them were, I would say, averaged a slightly below average starting linebacker play. Um, on, on last Thursday, I'm hoping to see a little bit more from them. Um, Jonathan Sutherland had a decent game, three tackles, um, one sack, one tackle for loss. And um, that, I, leaves, that leaves uh, Curtis Jacobs, who I thought had a underwhelming game. Underwhelming. He had six, tack- six total tackles, so he was getting in there, um, but didn't seem like he was making any really impact plays. Well, I think I think overall linebacker they they weren't able to run the ball really on our front seven. They much, they did so that, in the at least the beginning of the game they were running it. A, I mean, yeah, not, not a ton, but they were getting some. I, I do think our linebackers were missing Abdul Carter. I think um, he him getting ejected early on. He seemed like he that was going to pack a punch. I was looking forward to watching more of him play, but uh, we did not get to see that unfortunately. Yeah. Um, We'll see a lot of him this week. That's the 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 nugget James Franklin gave us on in one of his pressers this week. So that's exciting. Philly zone Abdul Carter should be a impact linebacker for us. More physical than anyone else. Maybe he, on on the, you know in the same uh, build I guess as Curtis Jacobs. You know, big physical uh, should be um, a, a good player for us. Defensive secondary Martin. JPJ was awesome. He set a record in terms of well, we can only need to call it a record, but statistically put up some awesome numbers of uh, pass deflections, um, knocking the ball away. He was pretty awesome. I think Dixon overall um, was not great. He did have some penalties called against him, but um, I think. I, it's hard to tell. I think Aiden O'Connell was good. We our zone scheme. He was able to pick apart a lot of it uh, without pressure in his face. That I don't know if it's much on their secondary because they didn't really allow too many huge plays. Um, they were in the right place. It's just yeah. But Joey Porter Jr. was awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss to not mention Charlie Jones on Purdue. Um, where the hell did that guy come from? Did we reference him last week? As was he one of the Iowa transfers? I can't even remember. He was the Iowa transfer, yeah. Man, twelve receptions, one hundred and fifty-three yards. Um, I was just, you know, in, you know, incredible pass catching skills. Got to his spots, made made every catch that's thrown his way. I was really impressed by him. Um, Gus Gus Edwards was too. Gus Edwards was very excited that it Gus was Edwards. Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. So why did I say Edwards? Who's Edwards? Know. Wasn't he calling right. like Chuck Sizzler or something? He was very excited that it was Aiden O'Connell's birthday and that these two linked up for a reason. They're buddies. Uh, yeah. Nothing like a but... good old white wide receiver, right, Martin? <laughs> oh no, there, there is nothing. I'm uh, Josh Google, one of my my good buddies, texted me and he's like, "Charlie Jones is the next Cooper Cup." I'm like, "You're saying that because he's white. You know that, right?" <laughs> who's his nfl look jesus like? <laughs> guys it's lunch pail guy 
Are you not going to now congratulate Josh Google live on the pod? Uh, yes, Josh. Can, he doesn't listen, but congrats on your engagement. Um, you made a good point, Martin. Um, we actually did limit explosive plays by Purdue. Uh, their longest pass catch was a 30-yarder to Charlie Jones. Um, they have a couple other long ones mixed in there, but 30 yarders were their, that was their longest. And then um, no explosive running plays, no um, runs over nine yards. I know every coach kind of goes, you know, some coaches decide that eight yard, an eight yard run is an explosive running play, but um, that's, that's, that's actually good. Um, a good thing to mention. We weren't getting, um, they weren't beating us with, you know, speed or athleticism, you know, or, uh, um, you know, big um, assignment misses where there's no safety over top and they, they get a 60 yard pass, none of that stuff. So that's good to, to see in Diaz's first game as coordinator. Um, overall, I really liked how Diaz um, kind of teed up um, some, some, some of that pressure at the, in that last drive, that Dixon sack was really interesting um, bringing a corner blitz. That's kind of ballsy in that, in that moment. And it, it just it was seemed like perfect timing. We're probably going to get burned on situations like that down the road. Uh, but to see it work in the first game is awesome. Um, just to recap the secondary real quick, though, you could see the hype, you know, why we're talking about these guys heading into the season. JPJ, you know, set, you know, a record for pass deflections, you know, or a number that wasn't met since 2014. He, he, um, he was in some just, awesome positions and knew how long his arms are. Oh, he yeah. Made, he, like, baited the throw today and just go knock it down because he, he knew he could get there. Almost. Our guys were blanketing those those receivers. Um on some of those routes, Kalen King on that one on the sideline. That was awesome. Um, they weren't throwing his way. Great game for Kalen King, quiet game, which means he was, it was a great game. Um, he's an NFL cornerback for sure. But yeah, you should have heard the Purdue fans, dude. Every time there was a pass deflection or a third down, you know, miss. Where's the flag? <laughs> Boo. Yeah, it was, it was unreal. I'm like, We'll get burned. We'll get burned this season for sure on that. Just for how aggressive and physical some of these uh, corners are for us, um, secondary members are. But yeah, overall impressive game. Um, Keaton Ellis, I, I think um, he had a really good game. Lots of pass, pass deflections. Um, uh, physical, like you know, skilled the field a little bit more speed than I was expecting. Uh, Zaki Wheatley made a splash play on that uh, fumble. Um, uh, that takeaway um, recovered by Joey Porter Jr. You know who had a quiet game? Jair Brown. Barely heard anything from him, yet I'm looking through the stats here, and he had five total, five of them solo. I just didn't feel like he made any like crazy plays, splash plays, but um, I'm sure we'll see more from Jair as the season goes on. And Jalen – oh, by the way, Jalen Reed, who was carted off at the end of the game, was practicing yesterday, so that's really good news. Um, one of our depth safeties. Yeah, and we have a lot of depth back back there. We just listed like seven different players. Seven guys. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Daquan Hardy um, saved the game on that one and, play. Time that perfectly. I, I think this will be the best passing attack we see all season outside of Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. Um, Michigan has some guys. Um, it's more of the Michigan's quarterback situation, but their receivers are really good. I watched some of their game. Um, I know whoever they were. Colorado State stinks, but. They look, they look good, um, but fuck, screw Michigan. <laughs> um, they, they jumped, they, Michigan moved up to like fifth or sixth after that beating. Who cares? Whatever. Unranked, unrivaled. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, 
let's just uh, roll into like the Ohio game. We're over three touchdown favorite for uh, favorites. I think the line opened at 27 and a half, went down to 21 and a half, and now it's back at 25. Um, that seems about right. 25 and a half, somewhere around there. Um, should be a blowout. I hope it doesn't turn into a Villanova situation from last year. Um, if you recall last year, there was some noise after the game because one of the linebackers or defensive players for Villanova said they knew every time Penn State was running the ball because Rasheed Walker, our left tackle, was signifying it with his stance. And every time he was in this specific stance, I think it was like his arm on his hip, it was a run, which is just embarrassing. Like, that cannot happen. So really hopefully Rasheed we Walker. have more, you know, more success running the ball on a lesser opponent um, this year in this type of game. So uh, running the ball, I think that's a, that's one. I want to see a couple of explosive running plays, um, a step forward there. And then uh, I think, Martin, you, you'll probably touch on this, but I really want to get Drew Aller meaningful snaps this week, um, potentially even as early at, as early as the second quarter. Maybe Cliff's a little bit dinged up from last game. Well, let's see Aller coming in the second quarter and shoot the shit with the ones for a little bit and, and see how he connects with, you know, those good receivers. So um, I think they're going to give a lot of run in the second half if we have a you know three-touchdown lead or four-touchdown lead. So I could see this – and I think they're going to want him throwing the ball, getting, getting him experience. So I could see this one kind of getting pretty crazy, you know, 50-plus points for Penn State. I, we haven't seen a blowout in a while, and we, it, we should really see it this week, I'm, I'm hoping. And hopefully early, first first drive, walk it down, score a touchdown, two drives, and we could take Sean Clifford out, and we can get to go watch um, Drew Aller and honestly just see what our running backs can do against a definitely inferior opponent. That's that's all I'm hoping for this week. Um, and uh, Max. Right. It's, uh, um, just to return- quickly hit on the Ohio Bobcats, they beat – yeah, Ohio Bobcats beat um, Florida Atlantic – in an upset, it was like 41 38. Um, and I think their quarterback had a pretty good game. Again, it's just a lesser, lesser talent. Um, it's a Mac team to be able to run and throw all over them. In terms of defense, um, more production from the defensive line is something I'm hoping for. And maybe a few, um, few turnovers would be exciting, working, uh, getting a turnover and then working a short field. Um, one thing we didn't mention about the offense this past game every time we got it down into the end zone, we scored a touchdown. Really good. That's five out of five red zone. We got to get into the red zone more than five times. So, um, especially against this opponent. So, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for for this game. Um, just working the depth, getting these freshmen a good chance to shine. Um, I'd like to see Abdul Carter get a good amount of run this game. And um, Singleton, Aller, Katron Allen, um, those are the guys I'm going to be looking at for sure. Um, All right, week one, we so week one home we first home game of the season. Yeah, what are you thinking, Max? Are you going? Are you, are you, are you going to be there? Oh. oh, no, I won't be there. Oh, I'll be. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch this game in real time. I might have to go back and rewatch it. I'll be in the uh, Poconos at a bachelor party, but it's a noon game, so I don't know what we'll be doing at that point. I can probably watch on my phone. If there's service. Nice. What are you doing for it? Um, smoking wings. 
Well, reheating wings are already smoked with the smoker. So it'll be double smoked. Wings that were, are frozen now. So, yeah. And then I'll just watch the game on Saturday. Keep it chill. I just got NFL Sunday ticket. Kind of excited for uh, the Eagles season opener this weekend. And honestly excited for some of the other college football games, including Alabama, Texas. And um, what's the – is it Florida? Is Florida uh, the big game? I cannot I don't, remember. There's one big game, uh, SEC game. But Doesn't anyway. Are you, anyway. You know what I think? You should probably perfect pulled pork before you do anything else. Because pulled pork is objectively the best smoked meat. I So you should just figure agree. out how to do it right. That's pretty easy to do pulled pork anyway. I've never tried your pulled pork. You never made pulled pork? I've made great pulled pork. Mm. I haven't tried yours. No. Well, you never visited me ever either, so we can get into that right now while we have some minute, minutes remaining on the pod in our 41-minute podcast. Yeah, we're going a little bit too long, but um, so let's just um quickly... We already recapped everything, man. We recapped everything. Does, does this game change your outlook on the season for better or for worse? We, we came into the game seeing about us – we could see us winning by a touchdown. Essentially, that's what we did. We covered the spread. What are your thoughts? I, I think there's no reason to be upset after this game. I think people, Penn State fans, hear the word Purdue and think they're much worse than us. This is a, this is a team that won nine games last season um, and then brought back a lot, of, a lot of those stars that I think um, Penn State – um, it's it's something to look forward to, and we won a close game. We went through adversity, and I think it's honestly where this is showing good signs for Auburn, um, what we have ahead of with Auburn, and then um, some of those bigger games against Michigan, maybe Michigan State and Ohio State this year, that yeah. we if we can come back being down like 10-plus points. Were yeah. we ever down 10-plus? No, but no. I think, I think <laughs> four I think four points we were down. But, I, no, I, I – it's cliche, but the adversity thing does matter. It makes a difference. Knowing that you've been able to do it already, you know, in another game, another situation, you'll be able to do it again. Um, so totally agree on that. I guess I was a little disappointed in some of the pass rush. I thought that'd be a little bit more dominant. Again, against this team, it's hard to assess that. Plus, we have a couple guys coming off injuries or, you know, Hakeem Beeman didn't even play last year. So, that was a little portion where, you know, I had really high expectations matching last year, I think, is what we, we decided, um, if not better than last year. And I, I don't know if I saw that. So that is something to be looking for. I thought Michael Yersich called a good game. Um, I thought he was pretty creative with some of his, his play calls. Um, I would like to see a little bit more creativity, though, with the, the running game. And I'm hoping, you know, if I see a little bit more progress in the running game in the next two weeks, that 10 and two prediction I'll feel pretty good about still. So, yeah. Um, you want to just wrap it up? I think we've gone 40 minutes and I got a dinner date with Avery. What are you guys eating? No idea. You guys going somewhere? I don't know. Mom's got lasagna roll-ups downstairs. And Mike, I might, might slam some of those down before, before meeting up with Michael. I got some biryani chicken today. It was really good. I, I didn't make it, but I never had chicken biryani. Oh, I kind of want to make it sometime. Indian food? Let's do it. Did you do a spicy? 
truthfully, um, it was Dane's, and Dane doesn't eat vegetables, and they screwed up his order. And he, this happens like once a week. Dor- DoorDash screws up his order and adds vegetables to it, so I get a free meal out of it. Dude, there's so many people like this. I know people that only drink Propel, that don't drink water, <laughs> and only drink Gatorade. That Dude, it's awesome though. That once don't a week, eat I get anything uh, green. I'm like, how are you? You're not gonna survive past forty. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. All I know is I got a free meal, and it was freaking delicious. Yeah. Last week it was Chipotle. Also, oh, um, we're we recording this Thursday the eighth at six p.m. Um, Long live the Queen. Rest in peace, um, Queen Elizabeth. R.I.P. You didn't ask how my vacation was either, Max. Don't do I look tan to you? Um. <sighs> well, I'm looking a little tanner. Max is second guessing it, but um, Martin has yet to put any conditioner in his hair. No, well, I just got out of the <laughs> swimming pool. Get you that. Still get on, that on vacation. Get that I'm, I'm going back together. I'm getting. I'm going back to work for the first day of my work week tomorrow on Friday, September 9th. Oh, and Max is 29 years old, so big happy birthday, podcast Max. Yeah, pa- podcasting is a tough job. You got to juggle this with everything else we do, Martin. You deserve yeah, that time off, including putting in a parlay. We should put a parlay in live on the on the pod. Yeah, uh, I got I got Rams. Uh, sorry, not Rams. I got Bills minus whatever they are. I think Bills are going to win by like a touchdown or two tonight. Yeah, are we throwing in? Uh, are we throwing in a Josh Allen running running touchdown? Um, Josh Allen running touchdown parlayed. I don't like doing touchdown parlays. It just doesn't feel right. I like doing the over under on yards. But maybe, right. maybe we could do that, Martin. All right, we'll we'll go. All right, let's sign off the podcast right now and we'll craft our podcast or our parlay all right everyone <laughs> enjoy um want to know likely to be 2-0 after this week unless um something tragic happens but we'll talk to you next week our goal is to do these podcasts earlier in the week um martin had travel i had travel so it just didn't work out but uh we should be back to you early next week spotify anchor apple podcast and let me know if you listen anywhere else peace Peace, love, and happiness.